KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Zwiegel with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. Bikes are everywhere in Isla Vista, from the intricate bike paths of UCSB to the experienced cyclists that weave in and out of busy streets. They offer a cheap, fun way to get around Isla Vista and even to other places across Santa Barbara. On tonight's show, Bikes of Isla Vista, KCSB highlights the Associated Students Bike Shop, which fixes 100 to 200 bikes per week and services over 20,000 UCSB students. McKay Kinsey is a mechanic with the AS Bike Shop, a bustling nonprofit that has been active at UCSB since 1975. I asked McKay about his biking experience and how he first got started working with bikes. Hi, my name is McKay Kinsey. I'm a first year who's worked at the shop for about two quarters now. I've worked at a few bike shops in the past. This is my second one, and I've been riding bikes for about 12 years. So would you say that's how you got into the bike shop business, just riding bikes so much? Yeah, I've done quite a lot of racing in the past, and I've, you know, worked at shops during the off-season or just when I have a lot of free time. So it's definitely nice, you know, working in kind of a field that uh, you have an outside interest in, makes coming to work fun. What would you say is your favorite part about being a bike shop mechanic? I would say just being able to work with my hands and solve issues, constantly learning new things, and just seeing all the cool bikes that we have coming through the shop that you wouldn't really expect students to be riding. How many bikes would you say the AS Bike Shop repairs per week? I would put it probably in the in between 1 and 200 bikes a week. The most common problem that we get here at the student shop is, I would say, flat tires and issues with shifting. And then what can students do to keep their bikes in good condition, just in terms of taking care of them or any wear and tear that they need to be aware of? I would say the most common issue as far as bike deterioration at UCSP is rust. Just because we ride on the right on the coast, really the best thing you can do is keep your bike inside. Um, but obviously that's not super realistic. So if you're able to lock it up under a place that's covered and it's not getting as much moisture, that's probably the best thing you can do. So in terms of locking up bikes, what would you say is the best way to prevent bike theft? Because that's very prevalent on campus. I would say the best way would be to use two U-locks depending on what kind of bike you have. And then even a cable if you wanted to. Or personally, I use one U-lock and I have locks on my wheels that prevent my wheels from being taken off without a special key. And if you had to recommend one tool or product for students to keep in terms of maintaining or fixing their bike, what would that be? I would say uh, chain lube would probably be the best thing if you're not looking to get super into, you know, wrenching on your own bike. Um, And if you are, Looking to do that, I would say just a regular Allen key set that has all the different sizes. And then is there any advice you have for handling the super busy bike pass? As campus has opened up, we've noticed there's been a lot more bikers and just very crowded in the bike pass. So is there any kind of advice you have for managing that? My best piece of advice would be to be aware of your surroundings and, you know, always know what's happening in front of you, what's happening to your left and right. Um, signaling always helps too, telling people when you're going to turn and just, you know, keeping your eyes on the road and what's going on around you. So would you say wearing headphones or texting while biking, is that dangerous? I would say more so texting while biking would be a bit more dangerous. Um, having your hands in the bars is pretty important. So you can just respond to anything that happens around you, um, at any time, but I don't think headphones is too big of an issue, but 
I would definitely agree that it would be safer to ride without them. So a lot of students like to ride no hands. Um, I see them all the time. I wish I could do it. I can't. Um, Would you say that that's okay? Or is it preferable not to ride like that? Why do you think so many students choose to ride with no hands on the handlebars? Maybe they think it looks cool or something. I don't know. I'll do it every once in a while when there's not really too many people around me. But I don't know, it just feels a bit sketchy when, you know, there's a lot of people on the path around you and you don't really have control over uh, where you're turning or how you're going to stop if someone like crashes right in front of you, etc. So I would definitely say not the safest option if one, you're not comfortable with riding with no hands and two, if there's a lot of people around you. So I see a lot of bike accidents. I've been in some bike accidents. What would you advise students to do if they do get into a bike accident? I would stop, make sure everyone involved is okay. And then once that's taken care of, do a quick look over of your bike, make sure it's in working order so you don't get back on it and have another, you know, accident or issue caused by it. And if there is something broken on your bike, I'd recommend coming to the AS Bike Shop. We can, you know, diagnose what exactly is going on and fix whatever needs to be fixed, replace whatever needs to be replaced and send you back on your way. Do you have any special advice in terms of biking on busy streets or biking where there's just a lot of cars around you? Again, I'd say definitely be aware of your surroundings. There's no street that I wouldn't really bike on in Isla Vista. Clejo is kind of questionable, but there is a bike path on the side, so that makes it really safe. But yeah, just be aware of your surroundings. Let cars know when you're turning, when you're stopping. Um, watch when they stop. Watch out for pedestrians is kind of the biggest thing in my opinion. And if there's a bike path that you could be riding on, on campus or in Isla Vista, I would definitely say be on there. It's a bit safer and it's easier. We've seen a lot more electric bikes and electric skateboards on campus. Um, Why do you think that is? I think that electric bikes have gotten a lot more affordable over time, but at the same time, that means a lot of smaller companies are like ripping off bigger manufacturers and um, they're producing bikes at lower costs that aren't necessarily the safest or most reliable and easy to work on if an issue does arise. The bike shop I worked at in the past and the one I work at currently doesn't work on electric bikes because it's just kind of complicated and if anything happens related to it, shops could be held liable. So I would definitely say if you're looking for something that's going to be easy to get worked on if an issue does arise, electric bikes probably aren't going to be the way to go. And then as far as their popularity goes, I think people just kind of like the ease of use and not having to pedal around as much, which sometimes too with the skateboards and bikes can lead to safety issues. But I feel like as long as you're comfortable on the bike or skateboard, um, knows how it, like know how it handles and how to like stop, you know, in time and things like that, it's not too big of a deal. And then would you say you've seen more accidents involving electric bikes? Would you deem them more dangerous or are you not really sure yet? I wouldn't say I've seen more accidents with the e-bikes. I've ridden e-bikes in the past. They don't really feel too dangerous, but at the same time, if you're not really comfortable on a bike in the first place, I could definitely see them being more dangerous for um, someone that just kind of uses it to get to class. Speaking of types of bikes, um, students definitely use a wide variety. There's beach cruisers, there's mountain bikes, there's the small city bikes with the really skinny tires. What would you say is the best bike for the UCSB campus? I think a beach cruiser with like one, you know, single speed, uh, just one gear or one of those city bikes um, with the really skinny handlebars and skinny tires. Those are probably the best. I love this is really flat, so you don't really need to shift around too much because you're not really riding up or down any hills. And generally, those are going to be pretty reliable and easy to get worked on if issues, you know, do come about. 
but I'd say that's someone's best option if they're looking for something cheap and easy and reliable. And then just in terms of getting started, a lot of UCSB students, this is the first time riding a bike or for students who come from areas without bikes. Do you have any special advice for getting into biking? Yeah, I've definitely ran into quite a few people that don't know how to how to ride bikes where they've gotten here. I've helped people, you know, learn. Um, I would say best advice is not just to go straight into like not knowing how to ride a bike to like we're trying to ride around IV, maybe an empty parking lot would be a good place to practice or a patch of grass where if you fall, you know, you're not going to get hurt too bad, but definitely spend some time making sure you're comfortable riding a bike before just, you know, going through Pardal Tunnel and trying to navigate all the roundabouts because sometimes a day they can be pretty crowded and a little bit sketchy. And speaking of roundabouts, I feel like that is definitely the part of campus that students are most nervous about when they go to class. Um, Do you have any not advice, but anything that you've seen a lot that you kind of notice is a common pattern, a lot of students crashing into each other. Yeah, I think roundabouts are really good, um, a really good thing on campus. But at the same time, you know, like I said, you need to just be very aware of what's going on around you. So making sure um, you know of people on your left that are like already in the roundabout or entering people on your right that are entering. So you both don't, you know, just come into the roundabout and like crash right when you get into it um you know if someone is you know coming in a bit too fast to you i'd say the best thing to do would be just kind of slow down a bit and let them go and also signaling's a pretty good thing making sure you're not going to turn right into someone's wheel speaking of accidents have you ever been in a bike accident yes i've gotten in quite a few just throughout like the last 12 years of me like racing with like bmx triathlon mountain biking road biking so I've definitely had a fair amount of crashes and would you say you've learned anything from those experiences I'd say the top thing I've learned is crashing isn't fun and you know helmets helmets help a lot personally I don't really wear a helmet uh when biking around Isla Vista I know it's a good thing to do but when I'm you know doing things that are a bit more dangerous and like a bit more gnarly like if I'm riding up in the mountains I'll always have a helmet on I would say if you're not super comfortable or you're kind of getting into something a little out of your comfort zone, helmet would definitely be a good thing to use. Speaking of helmets, uh, most of the UCSB population definitely does not wear a helmet when they bike. Would you say that's a big issue or is UCSB more casual? You mentioned that it's pretty smooth sailing, so not a lot of gear switching going on. Is there really a need to wear a helmet? I would say with the amount of crashes that happen on campus, um, they're definitely is a need for helmets, but at the same time, it's just not really feasible to expect people to want to ride around with like a helmet um, and bring it into class and stuff. So I think it is an issue and I think it would be, you know, beneficial to everyone if everyone did wear helmets, but I just don't think it's something that would happen. A lot of the times people who ride skateboards or scooters will also join bikers on the bike path. Do you have any kind of commentary on that? Do you think it's safe for skaters and bikers to use one path or do you think they should stay separate? I think it's not a huge deal if it's not too crowded, but if there is a skateboard path, definitely use it. It's it's for skateboarders. Usually they're not too crowded. And if you're a pedestrian, respect the skateboard paths because you don't really know who's coming up behind you or who's coming towards you. But I don't think it's a huge deal as long as you're not, you know, putting anyone else in harm. Just coming back to the Associated Students Bike Shop, how would you say that your time working here so far has kind of made you better as a mechanic and as a biker in general? I think our managers, uh, Raphael and Adam, really put a lot of, you know, effort and like care 
to make sure that we know how to fix, you know, bikes. We're, we're learning. We know why issues are happening. Um, and we know just kind of, we get the long-term, long-term idea on how to like, you know, fix certain things. There's a lot of training that goes on before you start working. And so, um, by the time you're actually working on other people's bikes, you're pretty confident in your ability to fix whatever you come across. I'd say it's definitely made me a better mechanic in that way. Always, always a place of learning. And then in terms of broken bikes, have you ever seen a bike that's had an issue that really stumped you or something that you couldn't really figure out? Yeah, especially when like, you know, someone crashes a bike and you have to like just kind of go around and look at every little possible thing that could be, you know, making like a bike unsafe or if there's an issue and like you can't really see why it's after a crash, like it's sometimes hard to go trace down. Also, too, when people come in um, saying, like, oh, like, my bike's making, like, a certain sound. I don't know what it is. And sometimes, like, it can be really hard to track down what exactly is causing that because there's so many moving parts with a bicycle that there's just so many possibilities on what could be causing that issue. Anything else you wanted to add just about the AS Bike Shop or bikes in general? I think bikes are great in Isla Vista. I think it's definitely the best way to get around. It's definitely a very cycling-oriented college town. And I'd encourage, you know, everyone that has access to a bike to utilize it because it's really a great thing just to have. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Zwiegel with KCSB News. Today's show, Bikes of Isla Vista, features bicycle safety, helpful tips from experts, and other looks into the cycling lifestyle. Biking's popularity extends outside of Isla Vista to the larger Goleta area. My next guest, Michael Velasquez, is the Community Bicycle Shop Manager of South Country at BC Centro. BC Centro is a non-profit organization that fixes up broken bikes and resells them at a cheaper price. Unlike the AS Bike Shop, BC Centro also works on electric bikes. I asked Michael about his role at BC Centro and his work as shop manager. Shop manager has quite a bit of responsibility. I first oversee the shop. I have three staff and about 15 rotating volunteers. So we refurbish bicycles for sale. Everything that we get to refurbish has been donated by the public. We are a full service bicycle repair shop and we're most importantly, a DIY educational center. The best thing is having people volunteer and um, give us their time and, and work for free. And they just love helping the community. And we refurbish a lot of bikes and give away to kids. The majority of the people that we see that we help are adults using the bicycle as their main form of transportation. And that's to get to work, to get to school, doctor's appointments, getting groceries, running errands, things of that nature. How many bicycles would you say on average you guys refurbish per week? I would say that we refurbish between eight and 18 bicycles a week. And then how long does it take you to work on each bike? Or does it like vary depending on what's wrong with the bike and what kind of state it's in? It really does vary. Uh, we get bicycles donated to us that are in really bad shape. And so it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources for us to get those bikes up and running. And sometimes we get bicycles that are just like, let's wipe them down, let's do a safety check, and then that bike's ready to go. So between one hour and four hours, I would say, to refurbish a bicycle. What are some of the most common things that you see are wrong with bikes or reasons why people donate them? I think that the most common um, reasons why people donate 
bicycles to us is the bike just becomes unusable or unrideable. So that could be anywhere from a flat tire, uh, a chain that's not staying on the cogs or the brakes not working properly. And it's just enough to have somebody decide that it's not safe for them to ride and then they put it away, right? I'll get to it later. Oh, it's going to cost too much at a bike shop to fix. And then they set it aside. And then eventually they just kind of get over it and they don't want to fix it. They don't want to deal with it. So then they bring it to us for donation. So a lot of times it's mostly just doing really basic repairs. And that's where the DIY shop comes in um, in handy. So we can teach people how to fix flat tires. We can teach people how to adjust their gears and we can teach people how to you know, fix their brakes so they don't squeal. And we kind of give the power back to the people when we do that. So instead of the bike being parked and not being used, they can get it you know, out of the corner, put it in the middle of their garage, take some real basic tools and work on it themselves. And then they can keep continuing to ride. It's not just about giving the bicycle away, but actually about fixing it and getting it back on the road. BC Centro is a community bike shop designed to educate the Santa Barbara County through bicycle repair and maintenance. Uh, we have multiple DIY stations available five days a week, uh, and we have professional mechanics and volunteers who are trained to teach proper bicycle maintenance. And we assist, we mentor, we empower all the riders, and we also offer an affordable and educational service in our safe workspace. We aren't just about how much money can we extract from each person that comes to us? It's more about how can we serve the community as they come to us? Is it DIY? Is it taking the bicycle in for repair? Or is it accepting their donations? And then you guys are pretty close to UCSB. Do you get any students ever that have problems with their bikes? Do you find that the student population comes to you often for help with education or with repairs? Yes, we do get a lot of UCSB students. And we also have a partnership with UCSB to accept their abandoned bicycles. So we do work closely with the school. And we do get a lot of students coming to us, I would say mostly to buy our refurbished bicycles. You know, when students come to Santa Barbara for the first time, maybe they're out of state, they're bringing the least amount of stuff as possible. And a bike is really cumbersome to move from place to place. And so that usually gets left behind. And so they can come to our shop and purchase a bicycle from us at an affordable cost. And then down the road, when they need the bicycle to uh, get repaired, they can then bring that bicycle back to us and then we can teach them how to fix it. That's crazy. It's kind of like a cycle. It just keeps going. Mm -hmm. It is. And I, every time it hits me at like, and I forget about the, those students and then I'm like, we need to get affordable bikes ready. We need ones that are great for the UCSB campus, which is really, really simple bikes. You don't, there's not a lot of hills, so you don't need gears and it's cruisers because it's so close to the beach It's single speed or it's lightly geared bicycles. And then in terms of mistakes that bikers often make on the road, I assume that a lot of the times when bikes break, it's because of crashes or things like that. What would you say are some of the most common mistakes that bikers make just when they're biking on the road or maybe when they're biking at UCSB? So as a cyclist, you're required to operate your bicycle like it's a vehicle. And that means that you obey all the laws. You have the same rules and same rights and same responsibilities as drivers of vehicles. And so you have to go the way of traffic. You can't go opposite of traffic. Goleta, Santa Barbara, and Carpinteria, it's illegal to ride your bike on the sidewalk. So when you see people riding their bikes on the sidewalk, that is 
and not safe. It's not predictable. And you want to be safe and you want to be predictable. So the bicycle lane is the best place to ride. And if you're riding on streets without bicycle lanes, then you need to be as far right as practicable. In terms of, of crashes, a little over 40% of all bicycle crashes are solo falls. Now that could be bicycles that are not maintained, like your brakes don't work and you can't stop fast enough and you crash. It could be road conditions like gravel on the road or puddles or potholes uh, that could cause a bicycle to crash. So most of them are solo falls. Now, the second most, the highest percentage of crashes are bicycle versus bicycle. So when you're riding in groups or when you're riding with somebody, or maybe you're just not paying attention to a cyclist because you're looking for cars, right? Because you think that's the dangerous thing, right? And so, yeah, if you could keep your head on a swivel, if you could watch out for your surroundings, if you make sure that your bicycle is in good working order, you really cut down on a lot of bicycle crashes. Electric bikes have been becoming a lot more popular, a lot more students and adults ride them. And do you think that there's a specific reason for that? Would you consider electric bikes to be more dangerous than manual bikes? Electric bicycle is a bicycle. And so it should be treated as a vehicle on the road. Now, what makes them more dangerous is how quickly they can pick up speed. And then how much more difficult it is to stop an e-bicycle using the brakes that are usually on electric bikes. Because you have not just the rider's weight, but then you have the extra weight of the frame itself because it has a motor on it and it has a battery on it. So an e-bike is typically two to three times heavier than a standard bicycle. And so you really have to know that it's going to take a little extra time. You have to know that the bicycle is going to be heavier, so it's going to be hard to navigate through turns. So it does, in a way, make an e-bike a little unsafe. But riding the, or an e-bike is just like learning to ride a bicycle for the first time or a new bicycle for the first time. It takes a little bit of getting used to. So you don't want to jump on an e-bike and try and get to work as fast as you can You know, the day after you buy it. You want to ride it around. You want to see how long it takes to stop. You want to see how to negotiate the turns and at what speed is appropriate to you know make a 90-degree turn or 45-degree turn and really learn and understand how the bicycle functions because it's much different than a standard bicycle. I don't consider e-bikes to be dangerous. I consider people using the bicycle improperly, and that could be an e-bike or a standard bicycle, that would make it unsafe. Bicycles in general are safe. We try and advocate for safer streets so that you're able to ride your bicycle in a safe manner. It's just the user needs to understand what their responsibilities are while riding an e-bike. And um, we definitely advocate for the use of e-bikes here with our organization because of how efficient an e-bike can be. You guys get like a lot of e-bikes at VC Centra? We don't get as many e-bikes as you would imagine. E-bikes are a really hot commodity right now. They're really expensive. And so people aren't neglecting them as much as, as they are their regular bicycles. And so we're not getting damaged e-bikes into us. I'd say in the past year, we've gotten four or five, whereas we've gotten over 200 donated bikes this past six months. Yeah, you also mentioned that BC Centro advocates for safer streets for bikers. Can you like elaborate a bit on that? So BC Centro is a program that's under the Santa Barbara Bicycle Coalition plus Coast. We were two separate organizations, uh, Santa Barbara Bicycle Coalition, and then the Coalition for Sustainable Transportation, which is what Coast stands for. And our mission is to promote walking, bicycling, and public transit countywide to create a healthy and sustainable and equitable communities. We envision Santa Barbara County as a well-connected networks of communities that is safe and accessible for everyone via multimodal, active, and sustainable transportation. And we work towards building healthy and vibrant communities with green air, low stress, and safe streets for all people. 
In your time at BC Centro, would you say that you felt the impact on your community, just like people around you, um, with helping others get their bike fixed, getting others access to bikes and bike education? Have you noticed a change? Since my time here, yeah, our program reaches probably around 250 people a month, and we sell over... 30 to 40 bicycles every month as well. So we do see a lot of people coming in. So we really are trying to reach that part of the community that really needs an affordable way to maintain their primary mode of transportation. Do you have any advice for people that are just getting started riding bikes um, with a lot of people coming to university or just to Santa Barbara in general? Um, I know I was not used to this kind of biking community growing up, and I've always known how to ride a bike, but even I felt a little bit unstable my first few times biking to class. So do you have any kind of advice or tips to help people get more comfortable on their bikes? You bet. Our organization has several different um, classes that is open to the public. We have Confident City Cycling classes, which really focuses on your average cyclist wanting to take their bicycle from recreational use to transportation use. So for instance, if you wanted to take that class because you've came to Santa Barbara and you got yourself a bicycle and you feel unsafe on the road, well, this particular class will help give you that confidence and that knowledge to commute using a bicycle. Um, we also teach e-bike safety classes as well. So imagine the same class, but geared more towards e-bikes. And so if you have an e-bike or a standard bike, you can find classes and, uh, through our organization and we can give you the knowledge and experience because we could take you out on the road as well to ride your bicycle and use it as a form of transportation. Anything else you'd like to add? We envision a future where all children and adults can ride through a well-connected network of communities using multimodal, active, and sustainable transportation. We will work towards building healthy communities by advocating for safe networks, providing a safe place to work on bikes, and educating the Santa Barbara community on operating their bicycle on the streets in a safe and predictable manner. That was Michael Velasquez the Community Bicycle Shop Manager of South Country at BC Centro. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Zwiegel. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.